Cool. I have our segments listed here. Oh, do you? We have intro, check-in, news and updates, feature, Ooh. survivor tip, and then our outro. Okay. When sometimes we forget like two of those things. Well. Which is fine, but I thought I would fine. make a list. Okay, perfect. What's step one? It, uh, it's our intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi. I'm Oliver. Hi, survivors. Hi, survivors. Hi, survivors. I'm Bailey. And I'm Oliver. And this is Survivor, Survivor Team Go! Music. Welcome back, Survivors. It's been a while since we've... It's just been me and Oliver here. Have we recorded an episode in California yet? No, we haven't. Oh, we're in California now. Guess what? We moved to sunny San Diego. Sunny, sunny San Diego. But our hearts are still in St. Louis, so it's still a St. Louis-based podcast. We left podcast. our hearts in St. Louis. I left St. my heart in good old St. Louis. I can't sing that song. I don't remember how it goes. And it's San Francisco. Yeah. It has too many syllables. I don't know why you're trying to sing it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what's so we did number one. We did number one. Our what's second one two? is a check-in. Oh, check-in! So much has changed. Yeah, we ha- since a lot has the changed. Last time we checked in. The last time we checked in, I think we were talking, still talking about our landlord stuff, which oh is oh my god, which is still happening. M- m- but mostly over. In a horrible hellscape nightmare, he's still demanding money from us. Yeah. Oh, and it's kind of topical with our featured survivors today, honestly, because it's like we are filing a harassment complaint against Oh, him, that's true, yeah. And our harassment complaint is being super shut down. Yeah. There's the, civil, like, rights, the civil Rights Enforcement Agency in St. Louis has was at, like has not been super helpful, and in the latest email from no. them was kind of mean. Yeah, they're basically like, you don't have any proof that he was harassing you, and even if he was harassing you, you don't have any proof that he was harassing you based on your gender identity. So, sucks to be you, basically. I mean, it's like we knew we didn't really have, like, a case legally. But I really... But we just really, didn't want him to harass anybody else. Yeah, it really... That, that thing that Anita Hill said in that John Oliver interview that we watched earlier, where she was like, um, so much of discrimination law is about intent... And it shouldn't be. And it, and it's like, if you get hit by a car, it doesn't matter prove. whether they intended to hit you with the car or not. You were still hit by a car. And that's how I feel about discrimination. Like, it's so stupid that it's like, you have to prove intent to discriminate. Because it's like, well, I was discriminated against whether or not they intended to. You right. Know? It's, we, we, we have such a model of, like, that, that really benefits, like, the people in power who are, like, like the perpetrators of discrimination, harassment, oppression, and so it's on. It's like they're the ones that make the rules. They can very, there's all sorts of ways to evade, uh, like proof of intent, but there's yeah. not much, but there's a lot less wiggle room when you, in terms of being able to prove harm and damage. Like, yeah, that's easier. That's easier yeah, and exactly. more important. Like, look it's look how we were harmed important. by all these fucking eviction notices 
And the fact that we were terrorized for months. Like five months. And you can, like, you can see him bullying us, like, in the eviction papers that he gave to the court. Yeah. He's, like, bullying us in the papers, trying to intimidate us, being like... Punishment. Punishment. They need to be punished. They need to be punished for their terrible behavior. Punitive And it's like, what behavior? The fact that I existed, like, Mm. in your apartment building? That you rented out to us? That you rented out to us, and that I paid you rent on time every fucking month? Like... I need to be punished for that somehow. Anyway, so we're still upset about that. That's our news and updates. Other, well, well, our, well, that's not. Not, we not our news and updates. Great Check news ins. And updates. Check ins. I'm sorry. That's a di- that's next our... section. News and updates is. Uh, I have been. Most of our good like, check ins are, che- are good news. I'm going yeah. back to school. Yay, me. Yay. Good job, self. I'm so proud of Bailey. She. Me too. Got into UCS. Unit. Are we saying where we... I mean, well, we're not saying where we live, but I was accepted into a program, an MFA program at the University of California, San Diego. So hooray. we moved out here, but we can't say where we moved to exactly because we have to keep it on the down low on social media so that our old landlord can't find us. Because he could serve us with Because subpoenas. he's still demanding a whole bunch of money from us. That we don't have. We and don't we have. shouldn't we owe him. We super don't have. And that we don't owe him. We always paid him rent. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. We're not going to talk about it anymore. But the program has been really cool so far. Yeah. Well, it, does, it hasn't started yet. Well, yeah. It's been a lot of orientations. But the studio is cool. Yeah. So I will. And I've met a, a little puppy. Be going back to painting. And it was a very painting. cute puppy. And we'll see. It was one of the artist puppies. We'll see what the, we'll see what the release schedule shakes out to be. Yeah. Survivors. Uh, oh, welcome to season two. Oh, yeah. Our last episode two. was our first episode of season two. So, uh, and then there was like a month of not releasing because we moved. So sorry about that. And then now I don't really know what the release schedule is going to be like. I have to see what my class schedule is like. Yeah. But maybe I'll have more time to work on it. Maybe. Because I'm not working two jobs anymore. Yep. Those 60 hour weeks were killer. Yeah, they were great. I really liked those. Oliver got a job. Oliver, me, me. how are you, Oliver? My, my what about Oliver's me. life? Oliver moved to San Diego with me. Yeah. Thanks, Oliver. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for inviting me along. I'm having a great time. I I got a job at another coffee shop. The tips aren't as good, but I have more hours, which is great. And the minimum wage here is so much better. And we got food stamps. Oh yeah, we got food stamps. And it's really I'm, hard to get food stamps in Missouri. You can't own yeah. any property that is more than three thousand dollars to be eligible for food stamps in Missouri. I thought it was a thousand. It's three thousand. Oh. It's three thousand. So if you have a car that's worth more than three thousand dollars, you can't get food stamps in Missouri. So it's very difficult to have food stamps if you are in the country because then if you don't have a car, you can't drive to the grocery store. I mean, you can't really go anywhere in Missouri without a car. I didn't have a car. Well, and you really struggled to get anywhere. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, yeah. Without me. It's hard to get around in San Diego without a car, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Unless you're a student. Yep. Then you can ride the bus for free. Yeah. That's cool. Well, the buses are still... They don't go everywhere. I'm just pretending to be Bailey. Yeah. For the buses. Yeah, they don't go everywhere. Anyway. don't say that, because that's not totally allowed, I don't think. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway. (laughs) That's our check-in. Hooray. Congratulations, us. 
And we live 10 minutes away from the beach. It's pretty cool. It's we went to the beach on Friday. Excellent. We went to the beach on Friday. Isn't that crazy, you guys? I've never, I've always dreamed my whole life of living next to the beach, and now I do. Yeah. That's I could, really... I could walk there. I mean, it'd be kind of a long walk, but I could still walk there, which is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. No, it's really neat. Yeah. I love the ocean. The ocean. The it's ocean. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Our next section. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Our next section is news and updates, and I thought that we could talk about Christine Blasey Ford as a segue into our feature. But yeah. if you have any other news and updates... Well, I thought that's what we were going to do. Yeah. Today we're talking about Christine Blasey Ford. Uh, you guys probably all know about that. And then we are going to segue from that to our featured survivor, uh, the famously infamous Anita Hill. Yeah. And the Clarence Thomas... We owe her a lot. Um, nomination hearings the atrocity yeah which is like such an echo of what's happening right now it's like history repeats itself over and over and over <laughs> okay so that's fine anyway but christine before Blasey we Ford. talk about christine did you have any news news and updates? and updates i uh heard a whole lot of news and updates other than the christine Blasey Ford stuff do you want to give up taking up all this news do you want to give a plug to your co-worker's little documentary <gasps> oh my god plug that. i forgot about shout outs i didn't write that down oh yeah shout outs shout out to um my co-worker uh adrian who made a like six minute documentary about her friend irene and a... what's that documentary called Oh, it's called. It is called Irene. Parentheses. Real. R E E L. Yeah. Voices 2017. You can find it on the Pacific Arts Movement YouTube. Because That's it was cool. in the Pacific Arts Movement like film festival. It's like an Asian American film festival, I think. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, it's like five a five minute long documentary. And I think I haven't watched it yet. I like was gonna watch it last night, and then I fell asleep. Um, I only got the link to it yesterday. Uh, but it's, uh, a, a, I think the, I believe the documentary focuses on Irene and, uh, like a lot of her family getting into a car crash and most of them died, but she and a younger sister survived and she ended up paralyzed from the waist down and has, uh, an elbow injury that she still struggles with. But, uh. So watch the, watch the, watch the documentary it's a and great, you'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Thrilling story. And Adrian's only what, like 18? Yeah, Adrian's 18. So she was like, what, 17 when she made the Yeah, there's pictures, she showed me pictures on her Instagram of, So um, you guys should go support this. Of her at like the red carpet event. A little the baby, gala, this little baby. This, like, director sleek blue dress Videographer. On. She was like, I so felt like cute. Cinderella. It's so Aww, cute. So good. Anyway, I think she's great. Um, that's very impressive. Cool. Shout out to Adrian. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Irene. Shout out to Irene. Good luck, everybody. Shout out to Jesse. Shout out to Jesse. Jesse was our last we miss you, interview. Uh, so we just wanted to be like, hey, Jesse. Hope you're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. And Cactus is our next interview coming up next time. I'm excited about the Cactus Spoiler interview. Spoiler alert for the next episode, which I'm editing right now. We're, we're gonna our featured survivor is an interview with our friend cactus pseudonym cactus uh who's gonna tell us about her life in the underground bdsm community of kansas city missouri yep yep so 
some interesting, I, I would say lighter fare it's, compared to some of the things we talk about in this podcast. I would call it labyrinthine <laughs> a little bit. It's, there's Perhaps it's, even Byzantine. Less less triggering. It's than it, some of our still triggering. It's complex though. But it's a it's a lighter episode a little bit. Yeah. 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 So Yeah. Look forward to that. It was good to see her. This too. is a little bit of a lighter episode. Yeah. There's a little bit less uh, you know Gory details. being raped every single day in a hole in someone's basement. Yeah. Yeah. Still terrible though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean obviously. There is rape. There is rape. Uh, every episode. episode of this show is gonna be triggering. Is there ever not rape much. in this show? No. Well, the Patrick Stewart episode didn't really have any rape. But it had sexual I mean, abuse though. Yeah. I feel like It wasn't sexual. At though. the very least I'm gonna talk about how I was raped <laughs> in every episode. So that's gonna come up. Fair. Anyway, so We definitely earned our explicit rating on iTunes. Yeah, for sure. Uh so, Christine, let's just jump right into it, you guys. Everybody, well, everybody may not be aware, but there is a... Uh, Supreme Court confirmation hearings. Enraging bullshit going on. For Brett Kavanaugh. In what has been an enraging, continuously enraging... And what has come to light are some allegations, originally anonymous, okay, that he so attempted who, to rape... Who's, who's a, stepping down? Who resigned? Somebody resigned? Yeah, somebody resigned from the Supreme Court to oh, make room for Brett Kavanaugh. K- Kennedy. Kennedy resigned. So Kennedy resigned. So after they didn't... He was like the swing so after, vote justice. Yeah, after and the Demo- or after the Republicans stalled for like a year and a half. On the Merrick Garland confirmation. On the Merrick Garland confirmation. And then as soon as Trump got in, they pushed in... A very creep, a like terrible... super terrible, super conservative piece of shit guy. What's his name? Neil Gorsuch? Yeah. Is that Neil Gorsuch? I get Neil Gorsuch. Yeah, I think it's Neil Gorsuch. I get I get him and uh, Seb Gorka confused, but Seb Gorka is a different person. Not the okay, Supreme so Court. Neil Gorsuch, we think. It's a lot of white guys here, you guys. They all kind of merge together. 90%. Um, a lot of creepy white dudes. So that so Trump has already nominated somebody. And this is all part of like some kind of crazy like Mitch McConnell. It's Neil Gorsuch. Uh, good, it's Neil Gorsuch. Mitch McConnell bullshit Republican conspiracy to let, try to take over the Supreme Court. And yeah. they've been working on this for like a long time. For at least 50 years. At more least 50 than years. Maybe. Yeah, they've had this sort of like keep your eyes on the prize long term goal of seating the Supreme Court with uh, conservative justices who will prevent liberal and progressive and that's kind of why laws I'm... from passing or from like standing in this country, even if they get passed by like. And that's a one a progressive government major reason that a lot of Republicans who hate Trump will go along with yeah, him anyway. Because Trump has been pushing through judges right and left. Yeah, so young judges not, so, too. Lifetime so they appointments. stalled out. They stalled out to keep the what should have been Merritt Garland's place on the Supreme Court. They stalled that out so that they could get Gorsuch on there, force Gorsuch in just as soon as Trump was nominated or elected, and then. Kennedy, who was sort of like an either way swing vote, stepped down. But becoming more conservative. But becoming more conservative. And definitely under pressure from other conservatives, he stepped down so that Trump could nominate another extremely young, even more conservative uh, judge to be to a lifelong appointment on the Supreme Court. And that is Brett Kavanaugh. And he's like 53 and healthy. Like, yeah, Brett Kavanaugh's really young. So was Gorsuch. Yeah. And that's like Trump's whole modus operandi. Young, white, conservative men who are going to be able to taint 
the court for years to come, even if there's a progressive backlash against his like Nazi regime that he's got going right now. They're definitely going to try to overturn Roe versus Wade. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a big thing about Kavanaugh is Kavanaugh has made his opinions on Roe v. Wade, um, and most of our listeners will be familiar with Roe v. Wade as being the the abortion law. Basically, you have a right to an abortion. You have the right to an abortion. You have the right to choice to make choices about your body. Yeah. I mean, bodily autonomy for women. You know, mm-hmm. it's about so much more than abortion. It's about you owning your body and not old men owning your body which is the core issue of changing our patriarchy to an egalitarian society where we're not ruled by men is that we all have to have bodily autonomy there was something that somebody wrote that has stuck in my my head that um not having access to abortion uh and basically forcing a woman to uh give birth to uh go through with a pregnancy and give birth with being a kind of a state-sanctioned rape i mean i would agree with and that. i think that that's a very uh true and evocative way of putting it yeah that we should probably highlight more honestly i mean no one tells men what to do with their bodies <laughs> you know but men tell women what to do with their bodies anyway so and i mean it also affects some men like me yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's about the Roe v. Wade is about much more than abortion. Yeah. Like uh, one of the things they try to do with Roe v. Wade is to get it bogged down in like is abortion right or not that whole fucking debate, which is completely beside the point. Is abortion like like murder or not? Yeah. Is, is like abortion how trying to frame moral it. or not? You know, which is completely like, aside from the point. It's not a morality issue. Like that's the choice that every they don't care about the children. They call they call themselves pro life, but they don't care about they don't care about the. They, I mean, we know that. You know, if they cared about children, then... They wouldn't be fucking would, eugenicists be, on the side, sterilizing black right women. right now taking money... Like, Trump is right now taking money away from, like, programs that feed children in order to fund internment camps for, for children. children. Yeah. Um, so that's happening as we speak. But a, but a, a, a girl, a teenage girl seeking, refu- seeking asylum in America because of horrible abuse she'd suffered at the hands of her like stepfather uh once an abortion and they're like oh the nerve the nerve the nerve of you you're murdering that child that child that we would just put into a concentration camp anyway that we would put into a concentration camp anyway yeah so obviously it's not about the children it's about control as it always comes back to being about control and it is about control in this incident as well because brett kavanaugh uh, is a has always been a conservative. He is a political. Uh, what, they called him a political hack, a Republican operative. Yeah, a political operative. That's sort of I was looking for. He's a political operative. He's a tool of the conservative movement, just like Gorsuch is, and he's been present at a lot of you know conservative political moments over the past twenty years, or however long his career the re- has been. The main reason that Trump likes him so much is that he. Oh yeah. Uh, has made it public that he doesn't believe that the pres- a sitting president can be indicted. But, like, back when uh, Bill Clinton was being impeached for the Monica perjury, thing. he uh, was very much on the side of, like... Yeah. He, he was helping helping. He was helping frame to, that legal... Yeah. He was part of that legal team, the legal team against... Yeah. So it's I mean, just... like, fuck... He just came out with that. That was he was on. Yeah, fuck Bill. I mean, speaking of sexual assault, like I mean, predators, fucking rapist Bill Clinton, rapist Bill Clinton. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, 
to known rapist Bill Clinton. Lewinsky, he's just a predator, but like like taking advantage of her, but like to Juanita. I mean, not just a predator. He he like raped a woman named like Juanita Broderick. Juanita Broderick. Bill has Clinton been public, has been public about the fact that Bill Clinton raped her when he was governor of Arkansas for, like, decades. Yeah, and Hillary Clinton helped cover it up, so yeah. hashtag disappointing Hillary. Very disappointing. Stop covering for your rapist husband. Yeah. <sighs> They're all rapists. Anyway, so this particular rapist, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, um, he was on a short list of three different people to be to get the nominee ship or whatever and mitch mcconnell actually wanted him the least probably because of he knew about the sexual harassment stuff he may not have known about the sexual harassment he said he knew about the paper trail that was like pretty damning he probably oh, yeah. also knew about uh, the there's a lot of other there's know. a lot of other problems with brett kavanaugh like the, the spying the, the lying. spying and he's a liar he's lied under oath and he's spied on the democrats and he's done a lot of shitty stuff but today we're just going to focus on the fact that he's a fucking rapist mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know. I always side with the survivor. But Trump, as soon as Brett found out that he was on the short list, he was like, oh. We gotta get that guy. No, like like Brett Kavanaugh, as soon as he found out that he was oh. on the short list, he was like, you know what I think about uh, sitting presidents being... <laughs> having charges pressed against them. I don't think that that should be allowed. And then, of course, Trump was like, Brett Kavanaugh. He's going to be my guy. So now Brett Kavanaugh is the nominee. And uh, Christine Blasey Ford has come forward. She was, went to high school with him. No, they, she went to an all-girls high school, but they were in similar social circles. Okay. But they went to a party. It was when they were in high school. When they were in high school. She was 15, he was 17. Ugh. And they went to a party. And there was a lot of alcohol. And she has stated that he was super drunk. He, he was drunk. Friend, he and his friend Mark were drunk. Judge. And she, and they, Brett Kavanaugh, like, pinned her to a uh, bed and tried to rape her. And covered her mouth to, when she, to keep her from screaming. Yeah. Or to keep her from being hurt if she screamed. Yeah. And she uh, was only able to, Mark, when Mark Judge run, jumped on the bed on top of both of them, uh, she was able to get away. Well, thank God for that. Yeah. And then she kept it a secret for years. Almost failed out of college due to depression about the trauma, traumatic event. Well. And then switched to psych- a psychology major to graduate on time. Oh, she's, she's, I'm sorry, excuse me. She's Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. She is Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. <laughs> let's not just, let's not leave the doctor like, part out. sounds like an awesome professor who makes a lot of surfing metaphors to make her lectures easier to understand. She's sounds delightful. Overcome so much. She didn't want to go through all she's of this. She's an amazing survivor. She didn't want to talk and about it. She is so brave. But she's doing it for us. She's already getting death threats. She's living in a hotel with her husband, and yeah. her, her kids are living with their friends. She's yeah. She sent her kids away so they wouldn't be hurt. Like because there's reporters she's making mobbing herself, her house. Yeah, she's making herself a target for like known terrorists. So thank you, Doctor Ford. Yeah, for coming forward. Thank you. Um. And we, we can't know exactly how the Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford situation is going to shake out. As of today, there's still Dr. Ford's legal team has said that she will testify. The Republicans have refused to have refused to open an FBI investigation into Kavanaugh. I think the FBI refused. I think the FBI refused to. 
Which Trump is saying is somehow, like, the FBI is somehow some kind of liberal conspiracy. The FBI is mostly Republican. But the FBI is, like, a conservative conspiracy, for sure. I mean, look at what they did to Hillary. So there's not going to be an investigation into Kavanaugh. They're not going to call any other witnesses to testify. They're not going to allow any cooperating witnesses to testify. It'll just be be Dr. Ford and Kavanaugh. So that's awesome and has no reason for it to happen. So uh, Dr. Ford's legal team is like in communication with the Judiciary Committee as we speak to try to... Which, to segue into our feature, still has three of the same members that it did during the Anita Anita Hill... um, Yeah, except uh, for... Hearings. The only one that's changed is... Diane Feinstein. No, there's... I mean, there's... Wait, what? What? There's still three that are the same. I think the rest are different. Isn't Diane Feinstein like the... I don't know. She's like the chairman, I think. Oh, that's good. That's or she's like a big person. Better than I think that would be better and than. She was. She was actually Diane Feinstein. Is it Feinstein or Feinstein? I, I never have know. heard both. She's the one that brought Dr. Ford's charges to the committee. Yeah. And she's the one that is demanding. She first she demanded an investigation. Yeah. And then they refused. So now she's demanding. Hearings. Well, she's like. She still wants the investigation to happen. Yeah. The Republicans are the ones who are demanding, like, the... It's frankly irresponsible that they're not investigating it. it but well, it's against, it's against fucking uh, protocol. It... That's not the protocol. And as we're going to talk about Anita Hill, and we're going to talk about the process that was, was gone through in 1991, and how that process is not being followed. And even that process in 1991 was bullshit. And, that, like... But they, the but Republican they still senators still demanded that there be yeah. an investigation at that time. Or well, in the Hatch. Democrat, the no, Democrats. But the Republicans, too. There's some Republicans. The Democrats demanded it, and then the Republicans were like, okay, let's... We, I mean, the Republicans agreed that we ha- they had to. Mm. Back then, 1991. They've I mean, changed they their wanted, minds since they then. They wanted to attack. Now. They wanted to attack Anita Hill. Yeah. That's what the Republicans wanted. Anyway, so Feinstein is the one that brought uh, Dr. Ford's allegations to the committee and she's also she was elected in 1992 feinstein yeah oh as part Mm. of she was one of four new female democratic senators who were elected to the senate in the year of the woman quote unquote actually within the in a response as part of the response to the 1991 uh thomas confirmation so She's, she was elected because people were like, this is bullshit, and now she's trying to change or some, something. I don't know. That was a part of the segment that the last week's night that, that you missed, where John Oliver was like, but look at what's happening right now in the last year and this year. Uh, major companies like Ford have paid multi-million dollar settlements and promised to change their corporate culture with, in terms of, uh, with regard to uh, workplace sexual harassment. Uh, a wave of women running for office uh, are running for office in what's called the been called the year of the woman and time's up was the theme of this year's Oscars unfortunately this also happened back this in the 90s happened in the 90s major yeah. companies like Ford paid multi-million dollar settlements and promised to change their culpa- company culture yeah wave of women ran for the office in 1992 and was called the year of the woman and the theme yeah. of the that uh, either 92 or 93's Oscars was 
And it's uh, argu- it's arguable arguably like Liza Minnelli singing Hillary will lead the way. Oh god. I think it's arguable that like Christine Dr. Christine Blasey Ford is in like a worse situation than Anita Hill was. And that she's like has more pushback and is being given less of a chance because they're refusing to even investigate. Yeah. So, it, I mean, you could argue that it's worse. It's honestly. Okay, but let's talk about let's talk about Anita Hill. Because I think probably a lot of our listeners are unfamiliar with what happened in 1991. I, for one, was one year old. As was I. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on at that time. Um, so I'll run through a quick timeline. So 27 years ago, 1991, Clarence Thomas was nominated to the Supreme Court. He was the first black man... Nominated? Ever nominated, I think. I think so. Yeah. I haven't checked He was in charge of... The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. He hired Anita Hill to work for him at the Equal Employment Opportunity Opportunity Commission. Commission. The EEOC. And they are are both... Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas are both uh, raised rural poverty in the Deep South. And they are both Yale School of Law graduates. And they're both black. And they're both African-American. In 1991, Clarence Thomas is nominated for the Supreme Court. And on September 6, 1991, um, Hill had twice refused. There were ru- Apparently there were rumors that people were aware of, like Joe Biden and some other Democratic senators were aware that there were rumors of Thomas sexually harassing his employees. By like making con- like asking them to go out with him repeatedly, even after they'd refused, and calling them into his office under false pretenses, and then forcing them to watch rape porn, and talking about how big his dick was, and his sexual encounters, and his sexual prowess. Talking about their outfits and whether they made them more or less sexually attractive. Yeah. So, you guys all know. Everybody's familiar with that kind of behavior, I think. Um, and... Anita Hill had twice refused to discuss the harassment with staffers for, like, the senators that were on the confirmation committee because she didn't want to be publicly ID'd. But she was thinking about coming forward because she felt like she had an obligation to, like, tell the truth to the committee. And on September 10th, 1991, the Thomas confirmation hearings began. Ten days later, on September 20th, the hearings ended uh, with no mention of Anita Hill. And then September 23rd, 1991, Senator Ed Kennedy urged committee chairman Diamond Joe Biden, who I am immensely disappointed in for his behavior during this, uh, to take action surrounding the Hill charges. So Biden following standard practice so i guess this is what they were supposed to do ask the bush bush number one bush senior white house to authorize an fbi investigation and on september 23rd uh the bush white house did authorize an investigation and the fbi agents interviewed anita hill on september 25th they interviewed clarence thomas on september 27th the committee met 
to vote on the nomination. And what? It was a seven to seven split. Yeah. And Joe Biden, the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, passed, like, uh, let the hearings continue without a recommendation, one way or the other. Yeah. Which is bullshit, Joe. When you knew, you knew that he was under investigation. You're the one that asked for the investigation. And you still let the hearings continue. When, after the recommendation continues or whatever, or the, hear- the nomination continues without a recommendation or whatever, um, this was all before anybody had heard publicly about the Anita Hill accusations. And it wasn't until October 6th, 1991, that NPR broke the story. Uh, and they interviewed Anita Hill and laid out the charges. And then on October 7th, the next day, Hill holds a press conference saying she's willing to testify. And then the next day on October 8th, so this all happened pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. And the Republicans right now are trying to say that we can't slow Kavanaugh's nomination down. The Anita Hill investigation, I think... uh... I, I heard that it was it took like three days yeah it, it, on the 23rd they interviewed her on the 25th they interviewed thomas and then it was over like so then on so october 7th anita hill says she's willing to testify in a press conference on october 8th uh that was the original day the nomination vote was scheduled to nominate thomas but the Republicans knew that they didn't have the 51 votes they would need for the confirmation. So they get together with the Democrats and the Democrats, for some God knows what fucking reason, Joe Biden, agree to another round of hearings. And it's like, no, you should have made them hold the vote and he shouldn't have been confirmed. He didn't have the votes. Mm-hmm. Why give him another round of hearings? He already had his round of hearings. Yeah, he failed. So, but, and, and they could, like, Democrats had control of the Senate at this point. So they really? could, yes, they could have shut it down. And they didn't. Because they were working together. The Part of the reason that things have gone so right-wing in this country is that the Democrats were working together with the Republicans all through the 90s. All through the 90s. And I'm sure that they were swayed by the fact that he was black. Yeah. Which, like, I we, think, I think we want more. wanted to get an African-American But there man. are other black judges. But exactly. Like, you could... I don't understand why you couldn't find an African-American man who wasn't showing rape porn to his employees. I want there to be an African-American... I want there to be people of color. On the Supreme Court. More and so, everywhere. I want there to be women of color on the Supreme Court. But, all, but like, you know, men too. I just want there to be nine female justices. <laughs> Someday. So I just don't understand why... Well, we've had nine we've male had justices nine for male justices most of for the, this country's history. You know? When the, we have, when we have nine female justices of color on the Supreme Court, I will be happy. Anyway, so... There was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, racial stuff that happened in this whole thing. Um which is still happening today. The idea that like women of color are somehow undermining men of color. Oh yeah. In society when they speak out against and any woman of color that like speaks out against a man of color is for for sexual harassment or misogyny is like somehow undermining people of like individuals of color everywhere, which I think is like a weird double standard. There was something Anita uh, Anita Hill said about the questions, the kind of questions she was getting from other, like black, p- 
people, women and men, that like was basically like, are you a woman or are you black? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. Are you a woman or are you black? And it's like, well, I'm a black woman. Anyway, so there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, racial stuff that happened in this whole thing, um, which is still happening today. The idea that like women of color are somehow undermining men of color. Oh, yeah. In society, when they speak out against, and any woman of color that, like speaks out against a man of color is for for sexual harassment or misogyny is like somehow undermining people of like individuals of color everywhere which i think is like a weird double standard there was something anita uh anita hill said about the questions the, the kind of questions she was getting from other like black people women and men that like was basically like are you a woman or are you black yeah yeah, well, that's it. That's it. Are you a woman or are you black? And it's like, well, I'm a black woman. Here's just a little, I just, uh, a couple of excerpts about the shit that people said to her. Uh, people like Senator Orrin Hatch. P- people called her a liar. Senators said she was perjuring herself. Uh, one senator, I think it was Orrin Hatch, accused her of getting her ideas from the movie The Exorcist. The fuck? Yeah. What is that? Uh, How is that even related? I, I don't think it is. I think that they were just trying to make her seem hysterical or something. And then even the Democratic senators, Democratic Senator Heflin of Alabama said, quote, Are you a scorned woman? Are you a zealoting civil rights believer? Do you have a martyr complex? Jesus. And that was a Democratic senator. Yeah. And then, from Alabama? Yeah, from Alabama. But still. Um, so, the, and Thomas, Tom, of Doug Jones a little bit. Lo, the, the lovely Clarence Thomas, um, called the hearing, quote, a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves. That's not so what that, it is. that goes right back, that goes right back to, well, to what we were saying where Clarence Thomas is, he made, you don't have to show rape porn to your employees. You don't have to do that. You could just, it's easier for you to not. Like, this is what I come back to with these people. These, like, people who are sexually harassing others or people who are rapists or people who are assaulting other people is that they act like they're such victims when, like, the survivors of their abuse, like, come to stand up against them. But it's like, it actually would have been easier for you to just not, like, show your employees rape porn and you need to be held accountable for that behavior. And, the, and for you to say that it's a lynching. There's it's you're, just, you're you're the you're, you're the person who is is You're take you're the one that's taking advantage of her and you're taking advantage of the fact that she was black. And her race was used against her in those hearings. And you can't and call it a lynching. Which is disgusting, because you're linking yourself with, like... I mean, it's just, it's just like, how can he be the victim the most? Yeah. You know? And it's, like, to say... Like, to take her completely out of the equation, and just to say that it's, like... It's not about her anymore. It's, it's not about, even about her. Like, let's just set all that aside. It's this is about, about me. me. And, like, people trying to... It's like what they're saying about Kavanaugh, that um, Dr. Ford came forward, and it's all a plan to delay the confirmation hearings. They, people are bringing up like due process as though he's on 
yeah. some sort of criminal trial, which he is absolutely not. Yeah, but people are stupid, you know. It's like, it, you don't... They keep saying on Pod Save America, shout out to Pod Save America, um, that, like, the Republicans are talking like he has a right to be on the Supreme Court. And he does And not. nobody has a right to be on the Supreme Court. It's the highest court in the land. It's a lifetime appointment. You have to earn it. Like, why are these disgusting people being nominated when there are so many people out there who are amazing? Yeah. Like, you could just not, you could just not be a rapist. I, it's just not, I, I just keep running into this thing where, like, men are like, oh, it's so, it's so unsafe for me in a world where if I rape somebody, then that person comes forward and says that I raped them, and then I get dragged through the mud. And it's like, oh my god, like, you could just not be a rapist, and then the world would be safe for everyone. It would be safe for you. If you're so horrified that your private life is going to be dragged out in front of everyone, maybe you need to rethink about your private life, yeah. boyfriend. So uh, to finish the timeline out real quick, uh, October 11th, the hearings begin, the second round of hearings begin. October, and they were all focused on mostly Anita Hill. And like a character assassination of Anita Hill, trying to tear down Anita Hill, saying that she was doing it for attention, for money, to become famous. There was a book written called The Real Anita Hill, which was contained just just lies, just character assassination of Anita Hill, uh, which the writer of the book, whose uh, name I didn't write down, has admitted that he lied to protect uh, Clarence Thomas and ruin Anita Hill's credibility. Yeah. So here's, here's the clincher, I think, for me, is that on October 14th, the second round of hearings ended. So on October 8th, not even an entire week prior they did not have the votes to confirm they mm -hmm. did not have the votes and then six days later right yeah six days later on october 14th those hearings end and then the next day october 15th one whole week later thomas is confirmed so and he sits on the supreme court now so the hearings changed people's minds in favor in favor of him so it just gave them the opportunity to rip this woman to shreds. And then, so all, enough said, enough said. It enough just said. tells you a lot enough about how it's much, a, it speaks for itself. how much, uh, like, senators, like, identify, identify themselves with the, the person who is well, accused. Well, they're all fucking rapists. Yeah. It's just like how you always, they were saying the thing with Kavanaugh is that the reason that they can't just, like, take somebody else from the shortlist who's not a rapist is that to side against a rapist in the Trump administration is to side against Trump. Yeah. And I think 19 that that really, credible allegations it of really sexual assault sums up, at this point and counting. It really sums up the the war that we are in the middle of right now because we are in the middle of a war. And the conservatives talk about culture wars, and I absolutely agree with them. There is a culture war going on right now. They have a right to be afraid because there is a war happening. And this is and the it's, war. It's mostly been a war against against women, against... It's, well, it's a, it's a war to maintain a rape culture. Yeah. That we have lived in a rape culture for hundreds of years. And these people want that to stay the same. And the Kavanaugh thing and the Thomas thing, there's no, it's not about whether or not it happened. It's about whether or not it matters. And they believe that it did, in fact, occur. It's very clear from their statements and their actions. 
but they don't think that it matters. Anita Hill had four cooperating witnesses, and she was not the only one to experience sexual harassment. He was clearly doing it. But it's not about whether or not it happened. Just like it's not about whether or not, like you can tell from the way this, like you were saying, you can tell from the way the senators talk that they think Kavanaugh did probably try to rape that girl. Because I bet a lot of them raped. I mean, the thing is, is like, boys will be boys, right? Like how many of those men sitting in Congress today are rapists? I think probably most of them. I don't know, maybe they got drunk in college. Maybe it was a frat boy, like hazing. You know, maybe it was just women that didn't say no, but didn't say yes. That's still a rape. Yeah, I mean- It just never mattered. We were living in a rape culture where it didn't matter. And suddenly, you know, people act like the Me Too movement is this huge shift. And I still and don't a know. Witch hunt. <laughs> I still don't know like where why suddenly people are caring. You know, I still don't get it. Um, nobody ever cared that I had been raped. <laughs> people were just like, stop talking about it. This is embarrassing. Yeah. You know, and now suddenly it's like people care. And I like I understand where the rapists are coming from, where a lot of these old men are coming from, where they're like, wait, now it matters. And they're very confused. I and mean, that's upset, how I feel. And I'm like, afraid. wait, now it matters? What? It never mattered before. Yeah. <laughs> you just rape whoever the fuck you wanted to. And it, it was her fault if she came forward. Yeah. Or his fault if he came forward. So, um, and then in 1992, like I said before, the year after the Thomas confirmation, uh, it was, quote unquote, the year of the woman. And, uh, Four female Democratic senators were elected, including Dianne Feinstein, who is the one that brought forward the Ford accusations. Sounds a lot like the present. Yeah. Where so, a record number of females... History is repeating itself. Candidates are running for office. Uh, except it's worse now, because the Republican leadership has refused an, invest an FBI investigation, and the FBI has refused to investigate. Everyone's saying that it's not worth it. And let's can we just be clear that the accusations against Kavanaugh... I would say are worse in some ways than the accusations against Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Because Kavanaugh is being accused of straight up attempted rape, not yeah. even just sexual harassment. If you want to say just sexual harassment. I mean, it was pretty horrifying sexual harassment, but like he, yeah, it was attempted rape and really like scary practiced sounding rape because he was really drunk, but there was a definite plan in place where his friend stood guard and he pinned her to the bed and he put his hand over her mouth to keep anybody from hearing her screams. Yeah. Like, that doesn't sound like the first time. It doesn't sound like the second time. I don't think it and was it's the last time. it's certainly not the last it's time. It's not the last time. So, um, the Republicans have demanded that Dr. Ford testify without an investigation. And if she doesn't testify, like, on today, we're recording this on Sunday, September uh, 23rd. 23rd. Is that today? Sunday, September 23rd, uh, they want her to testify, I think, by tomorrow. Or they had, like, threatened that they would just go on with the confirmation vote without ever hearing her testify. So they're just, like, threatening her all around. But then they, they have said, like, certain Republicans have said publicly, we actually don't want her to testify at all. So they're just trying to intimidate her into not testifying. Yeah. But they have also said, like, if she doesn't testify, then it probably didn't happen. Yeah. So... And Feinstein, 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 is really pushing, she's just saying, she's calling, like, 
the other Republicans bullies and saying they're bullying a rape survivor. And so good for her, I guess. I guess she's being an ally as best she can. I don't know. I know it's hard for female senators, but God, we could really use some. Oh, going back to the, the witch hunt thing. There was, we watched, um, the last week tonight with John Oliver, uh, segment with, uh, Anita Hill, uh, earlier, just like before recording. Um, and he said, he actually interviews, uh, Anita Hill, uh, and he says, um, uh, he plays a clip earlier in the show that's of Tucker Carlson saying, uh, some bullshit, uh, Tucker Carlson, Fox News guy, he's saying, innocent people are afraid of being hurt, which he's, he's talking about the, the people accused of rape and sexual assault and sexual harassment. Um, but I thought it was very ironic that he said that because innocent people are afraid of being hurt all the time and they're mostly like women who are targeted for sexual harassment and rape and sexual assault. Um, but anyway, he inter- John Oliver interviews with Dean Hill and he says, he brings that up, he says, there are a lot of uh, men saying that they're terrified to be around women now. Should they be scared? And she says what we've been saying like for a long time, which is not if they're not harassers. Yeah, not exactly. if they're not, you know, not you if they're not rapists. You don't have to be afraid to be around a woman if you can treat women like human beings and not objects for you to consume. And I've said that to men. I said that to their faces, and they get really upset. And they get upset, and they're just like, oh, and it's like, well, I don't know. That's all it is. There, that's all there is to it. Like you know how to not harass someone. I believe in you. Yeah. I believe that you are a fellow human being. I mean, I am sexually attracted to women, and I cannot harass them. And if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it, guys. I believe in you. Yeah, from quotes, Anita Hill quotes from that John Oliver interview, one thing that she said that really stuck out to me was that John Oliver was like, you know, how hard was it for you to sit through that eight-hour testimony Uh, and hear all those accusations and like just an eight-hour character assassination basically and she said um what was really sad was much of what i heard that day was all too familiar in tone so she'd been hearing it her whole life yeah and that that is what i thought when i was like looking at her face watching clips of it was like she just had this look on her face of like i knew she was she looked kind of resigned mad but and and upset about it but also kind of bored yeah, like, oh, I've heard it all before, you know? And I, and like, coming from her background, being the person that she was, a woman of color, raised in the South, raised in poverty, and after having worked for somebody like Clarence Thomas for years, yeah, you know, like, God, I mean, you know what you're in for. You know what kind of life you set yourself up for, you know? And women like that are just, like... I don't know. You can hide in the cult of domesticity or you can like put yourself in the line of fire yeah. and just hope that you'll change things for people in the future. I mean, I think about that all the time. And like whenever I like speak out about things, which I'm always doing and it's always pissing people off and people are always mad at me in my day-to-day life. Hi, I'm Bailey. Everybody is always mad at me. Um, I, I just try to like think that I'm making it a better world for the women that come after me. Yeah. And I don't know. (laughs) Shit like this is really depressing, right? Because it's actually kind of worse in some ways for Dr. Ford. Um, 
But Anita Hill also said in that John Oliver interview, uh, quote, if we do nothing, the change is not going to come. So, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's something I try to keep in mind when I get really discouraged is like, definitely nothing will change if we don't do anything. And maybe nothing will change if we do do stuff. And it's going to be hard and we're going to get hurt and it's going to be terrible. But definitely nothing will change if we don't do anything. Thank you, Dr. Ford. Thank you, Anita Hill. Yeah. You guys are so brave. We owe... We owe you guys a lot. We owe We, we, we owe, owe you a Anita lot. Hill so much. And, I mean... I mean, these are my heroes. Yeah. You know? That's what I started this podcast for, so I could talk about my heroes. And something that, like, always breaks my heart is that a lot of times people who I consider to be my heroes are, like, put down on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. By people in this society. People make, but that's why they're my heroes. <laughs> people have been making, like, cheap jokes about Anita Hill for years. I believe Clarence Thomas referred to her specifically, and this was, like, part of the character assassination that was happening at the time, but he referred to her as a little nutty and a little slutty. And that's, like, that's, like, a... That's, like, a joke you make about a person who doesn't matter. I mean, she doesn't matter. That's that's what it always comes down that's what to. He thinks, yeah. When you said, yeah, I mean, but that's what obviously that's what it has been. Like, I am not going to buy into part of the my problem with the Me Too movement is this narrative of people saying, being so shocked that this like has come to light or something like that. Yeah. Or like saying that this is like some kind of new thing, and it's like this is the world that we have always lived in. Rose McGowan said for years that that fucker raped her. Was Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein raped her. And people made fun of her. People said she was crazy. It hurt her career. For years she said that. And then suddenly, like, it mattered for just suddenly. And I, don't, I still don't know why. I still cannot understand why suddenly it mattered. But suddenly people believed her and suddenly it mattered. And now it's a whole hashtag movement. And people are like, oh, it just came out of nowhere. But it's like, it was always happening. This has always been happening. This is the world that we live in every day. And I'm not going to like play into something where people are like, oh, it's it's so much worse now in the age of Trump. Like sexual harassment is so permissible. What Trump has given us is he's just pulled the veil back. He's done us a fucking favor. Because they're all like that. Bill Clinton was just as bad as Donald Trump. They're both rapists. They're both child rapists. They both went to those fucking... Jeffrey Epstein parties. Jeffrey Epstein parties. 13-year-old girls. With 13-year-old girls. And this is documented. You know? But Bill Clinton could hide it. And Trump can't hide it. And everybody acts like this is like a new thing that's happening. This is what has always been happening. And it's just now we know. And I, for one, would rather know than have it be hidden and have us all pretend that it's not happening. And then we just live with our, like, heads in the sand. Because the the first step to changing is acknowledging that you have a problem. What's your survivor tip this week? My survivor tip is uh, you go first. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, wait, I have it. Um, my survivor tip is to always... File the complaint. Sorry, your survivor tip is similar to mine. <laughs> okay, well, 
I mean, it's it's kind of the takeaway, I guess, from this whole thing is like, if you feel like maybe you should call the police, call the police and demand that they write, take your statement and demand that they make a record of it. And they're going to belittle you and they're going to make you feel like trash and they're going to try to convince you not to do it. Always make the complaint. And if you're in a, like a work situation, I, I absolutely understand the fear of retribution. And like, I get it. And you have to like, this is Survivor Team Go, like you have to survive. But if you feel like you're unsafe or you feel like you can't work there anymore, or you feel like it's gone too far, and like, you, like you'll know in your gut when it's time, like make the complaint. And even if it just ends up hurting you, maybe <laughs> that it, as long as that record has been made, like there's gonna be some kind of evidence against that person. And maybe one day all that evidence will come together and we can stop them. And that's just, that's the best we can do right now. They're not gonna stop on their own. Like be, be one of those girls, you know? I know you've been told all your life not to be one of those girls, but I'm one of those girls. I've always been one of those girls and I've gotten a lot of fucking shit for it. But come to the those girls side. <laughs> Because it's better than dying like little deaths every day. Like I'll tell you what, it's better than the humility or the humiliation, and it's better than the just like the burning pit in your stomach of like shame and regret and rage and humiliation. It's better to like have to deal with the outward consequences of it and still have like your dignity. Or I think it's better anyway. What's your survivor tip? My survivor tip was like almost exactly identical. So I, I am going to. Take a minute to think of another one. I mean, we can have the same survivor tip. Uh, my, I, no, it was like the same. Seconded. Yeah. Make, make a, I was going to say that it probably won't, the way I was going to phrase it was like, it probably won't help you. Maybe it will. Probably not. Probably it'll be really difficult. But it might make it harder for somebody, or might make somebody think twice about, uh, doing it again to somebody else. It might make things easier for the people that come after you. And also, it's just stand up to bullies, you know? Just at least inconvenience them. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's our outro? Listeners, there's a war going on. <laughs> and in the immortal words of Audre Lorde, your silence so will, will not, not save, save you. you. We want to hear your stories. Oh, fuck. Email we us. forget this. Email us at SurvivorTeamGo at gmail.com. SurvivorTeamGo at gmail.com. No spaces. We have never... We're at like our 10th official iTunes episode. Not, not ninth. Ninth official iTunes episode. We haven't gotten one Survivor story. I know we maybe don't have too many listeners, but come on, guys. Email us. Email us. SurvivorTeamGo at gmail.com. We want to hear your stories. Oh, and you could update. also you could I, also be featured I'm on the actually, podcast. I'm uh, actually working on. You or someone you know. You or someone you know could be featured on this very podcast, <laughs> where we could talk sadly about how terrible your life is and how it's not going to get better. <laughs> but at least we're all. At least here we're for each all other. here together. At least we all have terrible lives together. Yeah. You too could be part of our terrible club. Oh, it's an awesome club. I love everyone here. I love you, Anita Hill. I love you, Doctor Ford. Thank you for... I love you, yeah. Juanita... Broderick. Broderick. Juanita Broderick. Juanita Broderick. <sighs>
check out. Oh, online. you can listen to us on podcast.com. You can listen to us on Google Play. You can and listen to us iTunes. on iTunes. Uh, are we're we podcatcher on Podbean? Yes. Yes, we are. So we're, we have a few places where you can listen to us. And remember to like re-download our podcast because we release like once every three to four weeks. <laughs> so iTunes will like stop downloading it. If a new episode doesn't come oh, out, it'll so, stop like unsubscribe or yeah. not unsubscribe you, but it'll, it'll stop. It'll be like updating. we're used to listening. We're gonna stop downloading. So remember to check us out. Oh, check us out on Facebook, Survivor Team Go, on Facebook. Yep. Uh, find it on our website, www.survivorteamgo.wix.com. .wixsite.com. I think. .wixsite.com. Uh, yeah. I'm working. Rate, Actually, rate you can find. And review, listen, and subscribe. You can find. We could really use some ratings. You can find our other website that I'm working on slowly at survivorteamgo.github.io. That's G I T. H-U-B Nobody's going to find any of our websites. No. Because they're all shitty. Um, but we'll get sorry, it together. Guys. We'll get it together. I mean, will we? I'm working on it. Um, See you guys. In a couple of weeks. Maybe. Maybe. See you guys some someday. Mm-hmm. Probably next month sometime. You know. We'll see. You know. You know how it go. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.